Ducks fans, are you ready? You are listening to the Ducks and Pucks podcast. This is the number one home for Anaheim Ducks talk and analysis. Here we go. Well, welcome to the show. This is your host, Mike Walters, along with my co-host, Eddie Richard, and we are finally back. I know it's been about a month since we did the last show. we got tons of things to get to with the Ducks, uh, a bunch of signings of their free agents, uh, Getzloff's back, as you know, um, and, and just a lot of things going on. They started their little prospect camp. The Ducks uh, just won uh, their, their tournament game of the first one with all the rookies. Uh, in a wild game, which we'll talk about a little bit, and plenty of other updates to get to. But uh, before we do all that, Eddie and I talk a little bit about what's going on with ourselves, get you guys up to date. Uh, we're both going on vacation uh, before the season fully gets ramped up. Eddie, uh, tell I'm everybody actually, what you've uh, been up to. I'm actually an OnlyFans account, so if you guys want to subscribe, go ahead and do that. <laughs> just so kidding. No, it's been work. Work, going out, vacation, uh, going to Vegas for three or four days so that's, that should be pretty fun it's just vegas but i always have a good time over there so i'm looking forward to that had a a first date last night that actually went pretty well we went bowling and i you know what i actually had my best time bowling last night in my whole entire life than like anything so i'm glad that i i just i didn't have that many gutter balls so it was, it was pretty cool everything was going well um been playing, playing a lot of hockey my gym routine still the same my diet still the same um, other than that, like life has been pretty good, minus uh, not being able to watch some hockey like in real life and pay seventeen dollars for a beer. But looking forward to getting to that point when it comes next month. Yeah, the season's right around the corner, so uh, and we got a taste of the Ducks with the rookies too this this week, and you'll have some more games obviously in Arizona, and that's actually where I'm going to be going next week. I won't be actually at the tournament, but I'm going out there. I have some family that lives there, and we've been kind of doing some road trips out there and just kind of hanging out, doing some stuff out of state. So we're going to do that next week. And then other than that, just been working a lot. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's been good lately. I'm excited to see hockey come back. I actually got to interact with the players uh, recently on the golf course. I'll talk a little bit uh, about some updates I got uh, from the team as well. And we'll break those all down and kind of give our feedback. We did a couple fan polls that you guys uh, weighed in on. And uh, it should be a pretty good show, pretty good discussion that we're going to have here uh, with what's going on with the team now and this season and kind of your expectations and whatnot. So I guess we'll start off. The biggest thing with the team right now, uh, and they actually reached out to me uh, during um, the uh, the prospect camp when they started out the Great Park Ice is that uh, they're embracing the rebuild officially. They the the team realizes that it's going to take a few seasons to get back on a winning track. Uh, I was also surprised that I uh, kind of have more of an open line of communication uh, with some of the people in the Ducks organization. I, I've kind of had that communication there before, but it's gotten a little bit stronger lately, which is good. But I thought it was interesting that the teams admitting that you know they can't win now, like we talked about, that they're going to have to actually do a rebuild, and that they got to focus on the younger players coming up and trying to get things going. Uh, with Solomon now on the on, on the team front office, they're going to work on the analytics department, uh, which we all know the Ducks have been lacking in that, and they're looking towards the future of the young players to come up and build up this team. 
Um, as you know, they re-signed Comtois to two years at $4 million, uh, Mahura for two years at $1.5, and Jones is back for three at just under four. Um, that, that's the total cost of all those contracts. Um, you've also got Lundstrom and Steele back at just under uh, 900000 for a year. So pretty interesting stuff, Eddie. I, I mean, the Ducks are loading up on the young guys. They're communicating, you know, which I know that's kind of been a negative point sometimes with some of the fans. But they're, they're reaching out. They're saying that this is the direction. We're going to go with the youth movement. We're going to rebuild. Um, it's going to take a couple uh, seasons. Hang on with us and, and go for the ride. But uh, what do you think about this? Uh, the fact that they're coming out, um, you know, embracing the rebuild, basically, and turning towards the youth. I mean, obviously, they did bring back Getzloff, but they've got all the, the, the younger players back in there. They also brought in Tobias Ryder on a PTO. Um, what's your take on this situation? Uh, it seems like, you know, the fans kind of have a mixed deal when it comes with the Ducks because... Uh, Communication you know, is the key. Like, them saying that they're, the like, embracing the rebuild, thank you. Like, that's what we... Like, we, we know what was going on, and we wanted to hear that. I, I just got annoyed when I kept hearing, like, oh, we're going to be competitive, we're going to be a Stanley Cup team. No, you're not. Like, look what you have on... on like, you just... It's, it's reality, the contracts were all team friendly, great contracts. I think Comtois could have got a little bit like a lot more money than what he did, but it's if it works for him, it works for him. Um, the, the contracts were great. I, I do like the fact that Ducks are communicating more with the fans and the fan base and letting them know what's going on. Uh, Murray's finally embracing that that whole rebuild concept because it's it's not going to be easy. It's going to suck. Like Ducks aren't going to be a good team for a few seasons and. I, I kind of like I like that fact sometimes when teams go to that like that dry spell because you really you really get those hardcore fans that really like like the team and you weed out the people that just kind of bandwagon and jump on like whoever's hot so that's one thing I do like I'm here for the long run I've been a Ducks fan since '95 even though like I'm like two years late but it. it it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be rough. And like I always say, all I want the Ducks is to improve on something. Like next season, I want the power play to improve. Like stop being second to last, dead last. Like at least just be fourth to last, and I'll be like a little bit happy about that. Like just do something different, mold this team differently, and really rely on these young guys. Like these young guys have a lot to offer. Like they have a lot of skill. It's uh, it's. It's a young man's game. The game has changed. You have to kind of adapt or die. So let the young guys do their thing and build off that. Zegris and Drysdale seem like they're going to be the future leaders of this team. Build off them. Still respect the old school mentality. Players like like Delorier that 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 can really scrap and brawl, but you have to really embrace the young man's game. So. Yeah, I mean, and you're right. The fact that they're communicating this out there, they they know that hey, we're not going to be a Stanley Cup team this year or next year. They they got to work on things. That's huge. I'm with you too. They they were a little bit um, conservative, I guess, with Zegers and Drysdale. You know, talking about how hey, their spots aren't guaranteed. You, you know, coming out of the uh, you know in the beginning, which I, I'm pretty sure they're guaranteed. Uh, I, I mean, but they're you know they're they're probably not trying to. Uh, pump them up too much, but I, I see those guys being in there, being in the mix. We've talked about Comtois before and how he's going to be awesome. Uh, he was awesome last year, one of the bright 
stars uh, scoring offensively for the Ducks when there wasn't much of that at all. So that's one area I want to see a lot of improvement in uh, for sure. We saw that uh, Sam Steele was working on his shooting. Uh, he was posting some stuff on social media, so he's got uh, some coaching on board with that. He's trying to work on his offensive game. I was happy to see that. And I, I think you're right. I mean, the Ducks are going with the youth movement. Getzloff's basically the only real move that they did, I guess you could say, at free agency, right? I mean, not really move. They brought him back. But uh, they're going with these young guys. They're going to try to uh, work on the power play. They brought in all the new coaches. You all know about that. Every like coach has been like booted or, or sent down to San Diego instead, uh, other than Dallas Akins. So they're working on that. Uh, I'm with you. The power play, please, dear Lord, don't be last or second to last. Like, like Let's get it up there. I, I'm going to challenge it more. I know you said like fourth to last. I want it like in the top like 20 maybe. You know, it doesn't it doesn't have to be in the top ten of the league, but like please get it at a respectable level, like higher than ten percent. Like, you know, I mean it's just been rough the last couple seasons uh with the power play. So I'm looking forward to that. And I think people are gonna have to to, to ride this season out. Uh you may uh not be happy that they're not gonna be a playoff team. Uh we talked about all this last year. I, I think this year is a little bit different of a feel. We, you know, we're getting communications from the media department and from Murray that, hey, this is the issue that's going on. We're trying to get this team where it needs to be. Um, Rome wasn't built in a day. They're not going to be a Stanley Cup team and turn it over this season. Some of you listening are going to be like, well, screw that. I'm not going to watch. I know, I know some of you didn't last season. That's fine. That, that, that you're right. Like Eddie said, he's been a fan since 95. You all know I've been a fan since 93, in the beginning. Uh, we're still going to keep doing our thing and going on this. I'm really looking to this season for the young guys. I'm really excited to see Zegris and Drysdale up there the whole time. Um, I have some other news we'll talk about later with some of the other players too. And I, I think that this season is going to be a fun season. Um, I know it's tough. You want to look at wins and losses. And I'm, I'm trying to preach not to look at that. Like uh, I always joked with one of the, the, the media members of the, of the Ducks about, you know, two points makes everybody feel better at the end of the night, right? You, you always want those two points. You want to you wanna, you wanna win, get the two points, go on to the next night. And, and that's always the goal. And, and people are frustrated because of what happened in the last couple seasons. I totally get it. I do think the Ducks did a lot of shakeup, like I said, uh, bringing uh, Solomon in and the coaching staff and whatnot. So I think that there will be improvements this year. Um, and I don't think you can base it on being a Stanley Cup team or a playoff team. And I know some people are going to look at that and they're going to be frustrated with it. I, I, I totally understand that. But I think the direction, like Eddie said, is that we need to get different aspects of the game better. The two biggest problem areas have been the power play and scoring goals, and that's what we need to work on. Um, something else that was interesting to me is that the Ducks uh, communicated to me that they still are looking at trades. And I know some of you will roll your eyes and you're like, okay, right, are they going to bring in a big name player? Are they going to do X, Y, or Z? That's not really what was communicated to me. What my understanding from what the organization is looking at is also keeping with the youth movement, either getting more draft picks or prospect type players is uh, what I was told. Now, they didn't talk about who may be traded or anything like that, but the names that were floated around last year, and I think that these names are still in play this year, would be Raquel, Henrique, and Manson. Uh, you know, obviously those are the big names. 
one of the issues that came up with Raquel recently was uh, Elliot Freeman had talked about the price of his next contract and that may be an issue for the Ducks. He may want a certain amount of money and it may be too high and that's why the Ducks want to trade him. So I, I would look at Raquel as a big one. Um, obviously Henrique being sent down on waivers and we all know how all that stuff went down last season is another one. So I'll, I'll pause there, Eddie. It's kind of a lot to digest, but uh, I think the Ducks will still do some stuff this season. What do you think about you know this you know improving the team and and maybe making some trades for more either future not future considerations hopefully I know that's your favorite player but but future future picks or prospects and, and moving Raquel Henrique Manson or I just or texted one of those, you right now you know, too and uh, I really love what you said so Rome wasn't built in a day I, I, that just hits the mark right there and that was probably one of the best lines I've heard to describe what's going on with this team and fans listen to that Rome wasn't built in a day uh go and go back and rewind and listen to Mike say that again it's true it's just you have to embrace what's going to happen it's just uh, to do something great and build something great you have to go through adversity look at Tampa Bay they weren't always the team they were and look at them now they're a powerhouse team the Ducks had a lot of years of success and Every year, they were one of the top favorites to win the Cup. It's Unfortunately, they had the playoffs and Game 7 issue. But we have to kind of just embrace it and, and, and be good fans and, and enjoy the team. I do want them to improve. And I'm selfish, too. So like when I go to games, I want them to actually win those games. But I do want them to not win a lot of games so we can get a higher draft pick next season. But as long as like myself or Mike is there... This, this girl I went on a date with, she's a Ducks fan, thank gosh. So when I take her to a game, I want to see a good win. And hopefully a power play goal, that'd be awesome. But it's just one of those things we have to we have to just, we, we have to really embrace it. And I, I like the fact that the Ducks are like more willing to communicate and communicate with the fans and communicate with us. Um, be that, that teamwork and that, that networking, it's called. So I'm really glad with that. I'm glad they, they really just admitted the, the whole rebuild thing because that's that's what it is. It might not sell tickets. It might not boost their, their revenue, but it is it is what it is. You have to just embrace it. There's a lot of fans that still love the game. I love hockey. I don't care if the Ducks go 0-82. I'll still cheer for them, and I'll still try to go as many games as I can because I, I love the sport. The sport something to me it's just makes my heart beat. And it makes me, like I said, pay $17 for a beer. But I don't know. It's just one of those things we have to rely on on, on our youth. And we can just watch this team develop and it be something great. I remember uh, when I was stationed in Colorado, I watched Nathan McKinnon. His first season, I watched the Avalanche. I had their worst season in franchise history. But I, I, I watched them like practice. I watched how Patrick Wall, when he was the coach, how he molded that team. And look at they are now. Like They're just... They're they're one of the top top teams and they're always favored to win the cup every season right now and just the skill level they have and the, the development it's one of those things that it's just it was really great to see like firsthand so I'm I'm looking forward to seeing that for the Ducks and I really hope the Ducks start going that and start molding some future superstars you have Zegers you have Comtois we have Drysdale those players can be legitimate superstars in the league and really be a game changer so I'm looking forward to the ride like. I'm front row in the seat, so I'm looking forward to that. I'm with you. I like that too. Front row for the ride. I, I agree with you. That's that's what we're at right now. Um, 
it's it's kind of been the way life's been too right now, right? Everything's been a kind of a crazy ride, and I think that's what's going on with this team. And uh, I know some of you were asking questions too, like, well, what else are the Ducks going to do? On uh, Instagram, we had Adam uh, Town ask, you know, will the Ducks do anything? Uh, we had uh, Johnny uh, Burek, he asked, you know, any news on Gibson? So I don't think anything's going to happen with Gibson so much. I know there was rumors before with Pittsburgh and things like that in the past. Uh, I, I don't see that. I, I still think Murray believes in him and, and, and building the team from there. I, I think the other issues, are, like we said, are trying to work on scoring, um, having your set defensive lines and whatnot. So I, I'm not really big uh, on people talking about Gibson being traded. I, I just don't see a lot of validity in that right now. Uh, maybe during the season, if things get really crazy and, and, and poor, I don't know, maybe it changes. But one of the things that did come up, again, was Kessler's name. Uh, Elliot Freeman talked about him. They, they said that the Ducks could possibly trade Kessler. Um, obviously, he has his cap hit and, and, and everything going on. He's on the last year of his contract. And the Ducks may move him and maybe take on some kind of contract, like a Bacchus contract, so that they could get a pick uh, or a prospect or something like that. So I, I keep your eyes there. I don't know if that'll happen. I mean, the Ducks have $13 million in cap space at the time that we're recording the show. They don't really need the Kessler money to go on the LTIR unless they were to go get a big-name player. And even then, they still would probably have more. So I, I think that that could be a possibility. We know Kessler's done. I know he talked about that again recently, but he had pretty much said that before. We knew he wasn't coming back. And I know some of you still ask us questions. Yes, Kessler is not coming back. Like, that's it. He's, he's done as far as the NHL. He is going to be an assistant coach with the um, USA under 18 team, which is good news. I'm glad. I'm excited for him to do that. But uh, that's one thing I would keep uh, the eye on. Uh, I don't know what you, what you think about that, Eddie, but uh, the Ducks might try to do that and keep Going with this rebuild and building up the future by uh, moving uh, Kessler's contract. Well, yeah. Well, look at Arizona. They, they, I mean, they got thirteen. They took million, a few so they uh, bad it. contracts and they got some draft picks and they're going to build a really solid team in, in the future. It's it's going to suck and especially with with their uh, situation with the Glendale Arena where they don't have a place to play. But it's uh, that, that's smart. That's the thing to do. You you know you're a bad team. You know it's going to take a couple seasons for you to actually get better. Why not? You know, you have the cap. Why not take bad contracts from other teams? Teams like like Tampa Bay that are strapped with cap like, issues, unless they're gonna put people on IR and activate them with the playoffs. I'm joking about that, but I mean, I mean, like, why not? Let, let's get as many draft picks as we can, <laughs> and you never know. You, you get a first round draft pick, he could be a superstar. You get that seventh round last draft pick, he could turn into a superstar. Look at uh. Andre Casa, like, yeah, unfortunately, he's dealt with injuries, and he got traded, but still, he still gave us some good years. I think he was a sixth-round pick, too, Mike. Like, I, I kind of forgot what round he was. He was a late-round pick, but he still gave us some good production and hockey for late-round draft pick he was. Um, with Kessler, too, thing, I, I do want to say, I, I know I see a lot of fans on social media bashing him, saying he's just retired, he's being selfish because... Uh, he knows he's not going to play, but he's still going to take the check. Like, why wouldn't you? That's he signed a contract. Both parties agreed on that. He didn't choose it. It wasn't his choice. Like, hey, you know, like, raise your hand. Like, I want to be injured. I want to stop playing the game that I love and, and worked hard to get at. He's collecting, I believe, his right, like rightful money every season he gets. Like, yeah, he's he's done, but he shouldn't retire. He should just he collect that 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 paycheck as long as he can. 
and then he can call it quits when his contract is over. It's just like some fans are, don't understand that. They, they they just don't understand the reality of, of business and money. And that really gets me frustrated. Like, it's weird. Yeah, I'm with you. Kessler uh, was my favorite player during that time uh, that he played. Uh, you know, it's, you know, once obviously Tamu is, you all know that it's my favorite. But during that time, uh, especially those last couple seasons, I mean, Kessler is a, a warrior. Um, I mean, he sacrificed a lot uh, on the line. And if you go back and look at some of those interviews he did. Um, you know, and those contracts are in there for a place. You you have your agents that do all these things and whatnot. Um, yeah, the Ducks have to pay him because he's, he's... But here's the thing. Do you really think Kessler wants to sit on the sideline and just collect a paycheck? I'm telling you right now, that's not the kind of person he is. He absolutely is not. The fact that he can't play, it, it's devastating for him. It was a pain in, in the ass for him to get to those thousand games. I mean, he talked about this. You go back and watch the stuff that he did and the sacrifices he did. So, you know, them having to pay this stuff, I have no problem with that. And if the Ducks want to move it around and try to get some more youth out of it, he's not going to care. Like you said, he's getting his money. He deserved it. I mean, he, he kicked ass. He would, If he could be out there on the ice right now, he would. Anybody that says differently, I, I, I don't know. I mean, this guy is like, like Tamu. It's just a hard-working guy that left it all out there on the ice. So, uh, you know, if people get upset about that with Kessler. I mean, all right, whatever. But, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I'm really people, curious I'm to sorry see what to happens say, but if to try and make some kind of like, hey, You guys don't understand. Like, Kessler's like kind of a player, like you said, with, with Solani. Like, those players and their mentality and, and their work ethic, I would love – to be in the army with those kind of people, and I, I've served in the army with those kind of people. Just their mentality was just like that. Like they loved the game, they worked their asses off. Like just like, like Solani, like he's like one of the greatest. But every day he was just over there working, working, working. Kessler, same thing. He's just working, working, working. He he worked so hard, like until he couldn't. And I'm sure it took a while for him to to realize that, and he was beating himself like up over that not being able to play the game that he loves and, and be that warrior that would that we loved and he was my favorite player too when he was on the ducks like once he was playing like i loved him i have two jerseys of him and I'm, thankfully he signed both of them so it's, i'm gonna treasure those for forever but it's just things catch up to you it's it's a i guess it's, it's a kid's game and everyone has their last game it's just i really hate to see players not go out on their own terms but like for the fans that they get upset because he's collecting a paycheck, like why not? Like, are you gonna go to work? You're not feeling well. You're sick. You have your PTO. You have your sick time. Are you just gonna volunteer that money? Like, hey, you know what? I I'm loyalty. Like, go ahead and walk in the Bank of America. Like, hey, I'm sick, but you know I'm taking a sick day. But you can have the pay. Like, come on, let's get real, people. Yeah, 100%. Uh, I, I have no problem with them still paying him. That was the contract that they made. And like I said, if he wanted to be out there, he'd be out there. Uh, that, that's just bottom line. So we'll see what happens with that. Like I said, monitor that. Talk about Raquel, Henrique, and Manson. And then uh, another name that came up, uh, you know, I posted some photos of this uh, online. But uh, again, I was at the, the golf tournament, got to talk to some of the guys and whatnot. And the other player's name that you may think about is Delorier that had come up. And I actually got to talk to him, got the lowdown on what really happened on 
the trade, no trade, all that craziness that happened when Elliot Freeman said there was one and then it was taken back and then, then, then there wasn't one and all that. So another name to watch, obviously, this season, as we talk about the other players, is Delorier. The trade that was offered was from Pittsburgh for a, a third round pick for D'Lo and the Ducks. That is what the deal was that was offered. And as it was explained to me, uh, Murray hadn't given back his official answer yet. And uh, then obviously it fell through. So something happened in there. Uh, this part, you know, take it however it is. But somehow Elliot Freeman heard that there was some kind of deal in place. It was not finalized. So somebody leaked it out. And then uh, it didn't go through. So... I, you know, I don't know if Bob Murray heard it got leaked out and he got mad or someone else on the Ducks did or maybe someone on Pittsburgh did and they pulled it back. You know, I don't know. But as far as what I do know is the trade that was going to go down and happen was going to be a third round pick for D'Lo, Ducks and Penguins. That's what was going to happen. And it ended up not going through. So, you know, obviously Eddie and I, you guys all know, we're still big fans of D'Lo. Yes, he doesn't score a bazillion goals. I get it. Yes, his uh, analytics aren't the best. But we always talk about him being a character guy, uh, being the, the Anaheim Fight Club leader, right? We've, we've talked about that as well, which has been something that we've hammered home as, as disappeared in the league or, or at least gone down. So I would watch him too. Is he one that could be traded this next season? Possibly. Um, if, if they were able to get a third from him last season, would Murray try and push that and get a third again this season? I don't know. It, it, that's another player to watch, uh, Eddie. Um, obviously, I know how you feel. You, you don't want him to get moved. Uh, we made that shirt for him, which I was able to get him some of the shirts finally, and he, he, and he loves it. But what's your take on, on D'Lo? You, you think that he's another one to watch this season that could, could be moved? Oh, yeah, definitely. Others, like I really hope it doesn't injury. happen. He's Kellen my favorite Manson, player on the Ducks right now. I, I, I love his intensity. I love how every time you see him on the ice, it's 110%. My issue uh, back in the day with Corey Perry, and I know some people are going to get upset, I, I just, he rubbed me the wrong way because uh, toward the end, it's like he was like doing a line change. He was just kind of like pacing or he didn't really back check. It's just our forecheck. I don't know. He just seemed like he was, he was like lazy and didn't, didn't give a shit. Delorier, every time he's on the ice, it's like 110%. You see that momentum. Like it just, it, it motivates you. His energy just, it just goes around. Like when I'm watching either live or, or on TV, it, it makes me energized too. And I, we, I love players like that. It's like, okay, I get it. Like, you're on a bad team, you know that, but he still goes out there and he tries 110%. He drops the gloves when needed, when necessary. It's not just like, oh, I'm going to drop the, the fight, the fight. No, I'm going to fight for a reason, to energize the team, energize the crowd. And I love that. He has that skill level. He's not like an enforcer. He just He's pretty much a solid, a great grinder that every team's going to want, You know, especially to compete in the Stanley Cup. Is he going to be on the Ducks uh, all next season? I don't think so at all. I, I think teams that are... That are going to make the Stanley Cup uh, the playoffs. They're going to want a player like that. They need a player like that. Look at Pat, uh, Pat Maroon. Uh, he, he's Tampa Bay. It's, uh, he goes over there and he grinds it out and he makes p uh, teams pay. So it's just, it, it's going to be unfortunate. It sucks, but you know what? I wish him all the best, and I, I do hope that he'll, he'll be on the Ducks like past the trade deadline. But I, I really, I can't see that. I, I, I see teams really wanting a player like and needing a player like that. If they want to win the Stanley Cup, it, it's just it, it's it's crazy. And then, sure, he likes the shirt. That's awesome. That is cool. I, I, well, Mike, you know I do, and I wish I was there with you at that 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 that, that shootout thing. 
I do want to talk to him about his tattoos and see his tattoos. I'm a tattoo guy, so it'd be kind of cool to to actually actually divulge and see like up close all his tattoos he has. He has a nice little sleeve, and get the stories where he got it, like why he got it, and stuff like that. I just I'm a little tattoo. I have a couple tattoos myself, so I, I kind of like that. We have to get Mike. Uh, Mike yeah, Walters we'll, do the tattoo. We'll, we'll make it happen. Of, like, we'll cool. figure out something for sure, especially after this. <laughs> uh, that this is true. If you don't know this, I don't have any tattoos. Okay, uh, we're playing like true confessions now. <laughs> I don't have any. That's true. And I, you know, I always thought about getting a duck's tattoo, and then like you know, I thought about the angels, right? And y'all know I like the Rams, and I'm always like, I don't know, you know. Uh, should I get one or not? I, I don't know. I, I, I just I hate needles. That's the other thing. So I, I'm not a fan of that. That's my problem. I, I don't like shots. Well, let's do it, dude. Um, like I, I love shots and alcohol, about that, especially in the world today. And but I won't. But it, you know, yeah. I like tattoos. But you know what's so funny? I have, like, <laughs> right. That's the, that's the kind of shot weeks. I like too. Right. And I'm, I'm getting put to sleep. I, I told him like I don't care. I'll pay for it. Like it doesn't matter. Like I don't care. But just. I have what I have a crown and I have like a, a cavity or two cavities <laughs> to get done. I'm like, I don't care. Put you're putting me to sleep. Like I'll pay for it. Yeah, I, that's it. But you know, I, I think a good uh, ducks and pucks tattoo would be cool for you, Mike. We have to get. I have to talk to Cinnamon, your wife. And maybe she can convince you. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. I know. She's she's hit me up a few times, so we laugh about, it, and I'm just like, eh, yeah. We could probably figure out something, get the logo or something on like the shoulder or something. Uh, I had to figure out something because with my work, you know, there's certain things we can't. Get and if you did work, that, so I'd be able and to if do you it. Did that we have to do it live on the show. <laughs> I won't go, I won't go into more that. Huh? We'll record while you're getting it. That'd be funny. That that would. I'll be, make a TikTok make for that. I don't even know how to use TikTok uh, or whatever. <laughs> but I'll make a TikTok oh for that. Oh my! Oh yeah, that that would be hilarious. So, so now you know. I don't have a tattoo, folks. If you have <laughs> suggestions, by the way, it, <laughs> you could uh, send us, uh, you know, a message on social media. And don't what, say what don't get. say Eddie's uh, name. Whatever you guys, you guys are weird. Think, I know uh, some of you guys are so. Oh man, get Eddie's really... name on your on your lower back. Come on. <laughs> yeah. No, no, it's got to be it's got to be sports theme. Everybody knows I'm a big sports fan, but you know what? Oh man, I might that's be hilarious. Like open what, a, what a weird discussion we just went really on. Really want to? And they want to like um, I, I don't know, like uh, contribute to Patreon or donate money to OC Animal Shelter. I might get a fan inspired tattoo. Like you guys, just tell me what to get. If you guys donate, and I'll get it. <laughs> Obviously, I'm not gonna get it on my face or like like anywhere it shows. Like I like to have tattoos where I have a, like, a long sleeve shirt on. You can't see them. But within reason, I'll I'll get anything like that. I like tattoos. I like the I like I like being in the tattoo shop. I, I don't think about bills, stress, anything. It's just when I'm over there, just I think of the needle hitting my arm. And it hurts, and everything just goes blank. I, I'm not thinking about like life. I'm just thinking about that moment. So. Well, we may have to do that. We may have to make a Patreon type thing. By the way, patreon.com slash ducks and pucks. You can go on there. We're going to be giving away some game tickets this year again uh, and gear and other stuff. Jersey. I got some uh, colored uh, face masks too that I'm going to be giving away uh, and more. 
Yeah, jerseys. I got more stuff. I've been going through. I've actually been trying to clean out. I can't believe how much duck stuff I have. Oh, my God. And I know some of you out there, uh, you probably have more than I do. I know I see your photos of your of your offices and your man caves and, and like, you have garages set up. It's freaking awesome. So, But we have extra stuff. And um, going there, we'll be just giving away stuff to people that sign up just randomly. So, um, all right. So we went on our tattoo tangent. Let's get back to the, the trade discussion. <laughs> so, like, like we said, we were talking about Delorier. Uh, is one of them. Another one is Henrique, right? I ended up talking to him, and Henrique conveyed to me that uh, you know he likes being on the Ducks. He wants to stay in Anaheim. He, he doesn't want to be traded. Obviously, all that stuff happened last year, but uh, you know he was basically put in the doghouse with uh, Murray and Aikens. So that's another name to watch. Um, we're going to talk about the our projected lineup here in a minute. The Ducks do have a lot of centers on this team, uh, bringing Getzloff back, um, and we'll kind of give what we think how the lineup will go. But that's another one I could see too. I mean, we talked about you know Raquel and the issue with the money for his next contract. We talk about Delorier almost being traded, and now you look at Henrique and 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 you look at the team. I mean, you have Zegras in the mix, Lundstrom in the mix, a center. You have Grant, it's kind of iffy. And you have Getzloff back, at least for this year. I don't know if he's going to pull a Tamu and do you know a contract each year. But I think Henrique is another one I hope to he watch. does. It, it's not um, fair for Eddie him. Like, and another one that can be put on waivers. He's not being like, like utilized the way he is. Obviously, his production has dipped. And his contract kind of like outweighs that. But it's, just, it, it's time to move on. It doesn't seem like he's going to fit the mold of the team. Uh, that waivers thing was the ultimate slap. I know a lot of players they hate that. It's like you're giving a player for free. That's the ultimate slap in the face. His, you have to eat up some money and send him somewhere else. Like he, he has a lot of hockey left in him. He has a lot of production. He could be that solid second-line center uh, for a, a better team, a different team. I think it's it's time for him to go, and, and Murray has to just suck that up and, and eat up some salary. I don't want him to go. I like him. He, he He's... He's he's great. I I, I think he uh, he's one of those players too. He's a warrior. He works hard each and every shift. But it's just it, it's tarnished and it's toxic now. It's just what happened last season, and it's just one of those things where you have to just bite the bullet and, and, and eat eat that contract and get him out of there. I I want to see him to, like to go somewhere and thrive. I I want to see more of that best hockey I know he has left in him uh, thrive somewhere. Not with L.A. or San Jose or Minnesota, those three teams, but <laughs> like anywhere else would be great. Yeah, I'm with you on that, too. I, I mean, it's like I know he wants to stay on the team. He likes the guys. He's all in and everything. But it, you get that bad taste in your mouth of being put on waivers. And then remember, he was benched here and there. So I, I this season... I hope that they give him the the full you know extent of uh, the playing ability, and if they're not, then I'm with you. Then okay, fine, move him and get somebody else. Um, and we'll talk about the lineup in a little bit, but we'll see how that situation unfolds. So that's another name, obviously, to watch. Um, I did get a chance to talk to Silverberg. You all remember he had hip surgery. Uh, you remember they delayed it. Uh, he we found out later on that he'd been dealing with it for like over a year. Right, and then uh, he went out on that. The good news with Silverberg tells me this uh, surgery was perfect. He's a hundred percent, and he's 
up and running, ready to, to start the season, which is going to be good because he was one of the ones last year that a lot of people were disappointed in, but uh, we didn't have the full story about what was going on with him. Not making excuses for him, but he had those hip issues, and uh, I'm really curious to see how he does because obviously we saw Kessler go through this stuff. Uh, not quite the same thing, obviously. Uh, Kessler's was worse, but um, I, I really want to keep an eye on Silverberg this season and yeah, hopefully, see how he does. Uh, hopefully, we have to wait his and see. offensive game picks it, up. It, it should. It, like, there's, there's really no pressure once they went on record saying that it's a full rebuild and this team's they're committed to that. Like, you don't have to go to, to each and every season like knowing that you have to try to like overly play and be something and try to like force the team to be something different. Um, it's it's one of those things where they can just go out there and, and play the game and, and play. To their own skill level and hopefully the coaching staff will let them play to their best abilities and they can do something different um it's been a bad uh, two seasons and the power play special teams like special teams like i'm like inclined to say don't let the coaching influence any special teams just let the players go out there and do their thing they, they each have individual talents they got them over here and got them to the nhl and where they at right now Obviously, it seems like they're not like playing to that potential, and they're playing to whatever the coaches tell them to. So, I just want them to, and especially uh, Raquel. Ra- Raquel's a talented player, and I know he has a lot more hockey left. I know he's a lot more goals to score. He could be a like a, a top a top player. I just I hope that just this whole rebuild process like gives that like pressure off his back, and and he just goes out there and plays the game, and he starts scoring more again, and. And everyone can stop saying about the whole like oh marriage curse and stuff like that, and we can move forward and improve this team. Yeah, and that's what's going to be interesting. Um, trying to figure out this lineup, you know, like you're saying with Raquel and whatnot. I, I mean, we can kind of break this down a little bit, and, and then we'll we'll talk about the how the Ducks did in the, their first, uh, I guess you say, rookie tournament game. But look, kind of looking at the lineup here right now, as you're talking about, um, I, I still think Comtois, Zegras, and Terry is, is that line that we saw last season that had gelled, and I would like to see that again uh, coming up. And then I think the issue with the Ducks is, yeah, you got Raquel, you want to see him take a step back up, right? He was on fire for a while, like you said. It, you know, it kind of went down a little bit. Obviously, Silverberg coming back from his surgery. We want to see him pick up his game. Uh, but the Ducks got to figure out at the center position what they want to do because uh, you have Zegras, Henrique, Getzloff, Steele, Lundstrom, Grant. I, I mean, you, you've got an abundance of centers right now. Obviously, these guys can play wing too. So the Ducks really have to figure out the forward lineup, in my opinion. Uh, and trying to, and it starts at the center position. What are you going to do? If, if you keep Comtois, Zegras, and Terry together, that, that's one line. And then you got to figure out what are the next two lines. Um, you know, is it going to be something where you have steel shift over to wing and you have like a steel gets off Raquel line? And then maybe you have Lundstrom and Silverberg along with like a Milano or Volkov, something like that. I mean, that's what I'm really curious to see is how they're going to figure out that, that second and third, so to speak, forward lines. The fourth line. Probably going to be something of Grant, Delorier, and Jones, something like that. Or, or maybe they bounce Henrique or Getzloff down there. I mean, we, we kind of saw some of that last season, too. Um, so that that's it's kind of a good problem, I guess. The Ducks have an abundance of centers. So 
I really think that's how this lineup is going to shake out, barring any other guys making the lineup, uh, any of the other prospects. Uh, and we'll get to them in a minute. But what do you think, Eddie? In terms of the forwards, uh, I'm really curious to see how the lineup goes because, like I said, outside of Comtois, Zegers, and Terry, I, for me, I don't really have a set line like, oh, it should be this line or that line because Henrik and Getzloff can both play center and wing. Steele and Lundstrom can play center and wing. Grant can play center and wing. Um, you know, Obviously, I think Lundstrom, Getzloff, and Henrik are, are more accustomed to the center position, but there is some flexibility here. So I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm really kind of curious to see what the forward yeah, lineup is going to be. I'm like, Ducks holy shit. Night. Like Getzloff is like Getzloff and Deloria are like the last two like surviving members of a kind of that old school mentality that 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 in your face shut down hockey. Uh, Comtois, I, I love his play too because he brings that physical element to the game. But he's a top player. You can't expect him to drop the gloves every night. You can't expect him to to lay it down every single night those hard hits. But wow, like it's just gonna be. Mike, the whole game has changed. It's it's different now. It's crazy. Uh, I'm looking at this roster too. It's like holy crap. Getzloff is like probably gonna be the last person to go. Delorier's once he's gone, I think he'll be traded this season. Like there's teams like I told you, those teams are gonna want his services like for the playoffs. And then it's just like we're not gonna watch that that thriving like physical hockey to be more skill, which which is fine. It's cool, but like I, I like that physical aspect of it. I, I like the hard hitting, I like the fights. Like I'm an like I, like I play beer league. I, I played hockey back in like back in the day, and I was never a good hockey player. I just I, I brought that physical stuff into it, so I understand like like that aspect of the game. But it's just it's crazy to see that that gets off on that second line. I I still think, and I said it before, like. Henrik doesn't fit in this, this lineup anymore. He doesn't fit the mold of the team. And it's not fair for him just to throw him wherever, like on the second line, third line, fourth line. It's, just, it's not fair anymore. Eat up the contract, trade him, let him thrive somewhere else. Hopefully not a, a Western team. But, yeah, just it's it's crazy how the game has changed so much, and I'm seeing this lineup. But our, our, our top lines, though, that's going to be gold. And I still, next season, Mike, I don't know who is your player to watch and who's going to have a thriving season. But I, I, I'm i still sold on Terry. I know last year I said uh, Sam Steele. Fortunately, I was wrong about that. But I, I think Terry is really skilled. He's more skilled than people think he is. And once he gets his his groove and his fire, he's going to be a dangerous player. He's He could possibly be a superstar too. Like That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, I, I'm with you too. I I think uh, of the young guys, which I mean, almost all this forward lineup is young guys, like you talked about. Other than Getzloff and uh, Delorier, the rest of the lineup is is pretty much uh, younger players. Um, I think Terry is the one to watch of that kind of newer group to see if he takes off. Uh, of course, everyone's going to be watching Zegers. We already know that. Uh, players to rebound next season. I'm hoping Raquel and Silverberg. And also Milano to an extent. You remember he had to go out with some injuries and we were really excited about him. So I, I kind of, I think Terry's the one that maybe has the, the bigger breakout, like you said. 
And then I, I'm looking for Raquel Silverberg and Milano to come back strong. Um, Steele, I'm a little down on Steele. I know he's working on his shot. He, he brought in the other coach and he's doing all these things. Um, I, I think he, he's still going to improve. I, I just don't know. He's just he's just gone a little bit slower than we thought. Um, so that's kind of where I'm at. But, uh, I, you know, I, I'm with you on the Henrique thing. You're looking at these uh, lineup with the centers and everything. Uh, it looks like, you know, Zegras, Getzoff, and Lundstrom would be your, your top three centers uh, going into the season. You know, maybe Steele goes on the fourth line. You know, you can shift over Grant to the wing and whatnot. So they're they're going to have to look at that and see uh, how it's going to play out. But you're right. You look at the forwards. It's crazy to see the youth in this lineup in this part. Um, so it's going to be exciting. I you know I, I just hope Comtois, Zegers, and Terry lead the way. I think you, you go from there. You're good. Then you got to figure out who your other two centers are going to be for those you know quote unquote second and third lines. And then you can build it out from there. But yeah, like I said, this is a good problem to have. The De Ducks have plenty of youth in the forwards, and, and they've got more forwards. Like I said, they brought in Tobias Ryder as well in a PTO. I don't know if he stays on the team or if he, he squeezes in in this lineup somehow. I don't think that he does. Uh, you know, he was with Buffalo last year. He had five goals in 44 games. He was with Calgary the year before and had uh, four goals. And... Um, you know, he did good when he first came into the season. He was with Arizona in the beginning uh, and, and the Kings for a little bit. But, you know, he, he had uh, in the teens for his goals, he had 13, 14, 16, and 12 goals, respectively, in his first four uh, seasons. So I don't know if he finds a scoring touch or he gets a chance and he squeezes in here too. So um, I really think it's just a matter of, and we've talked about this too, is chemistry too, right? Comtois, Egress, Terry, really good chemistry. I think if they can find a good chemistry for uh, the basically the top nine forwards in this team, the Ducks can make some damage. And, and if they got the guys back healthy, like I said, with uh, Milano and Silverberg. So I'm kind of excited. I want to I see how the forward lineup shakes out. Now, the fourth line will kind of be whatever the fourth line is, but you have Jones and Delorier that are energy guys. Um, so... Yeah, I you know I don't know how it's going to shake out, but if they can get something going and and get a, at least a couple of, of the lines together, in a yeah, group, but it's, it, they have um, a lot more work to do. This could be a dangerous team offensively. You can't win a championship. You can't win that many games. The lineup you have, unless everyone really steps up to, to their full potential, and it's, that's hard to ask for anyone. You you can't accept that. They're professional athletes. They have uh, their hockey players. They have some games that they're going to be off. Some guys are going to be on. But like you said, too, chemistry is going to be the right thing. Uh, the PTO of uh, Tomias uh, Ryder, he doesn't seem to fit the mold. He doesn't seem to fit in the area of this team for the Ducks, maybe San Diego. But I think he still has more hockey left not to be in AHL, and he can go on a different PTO and make a lineup of different other teams. I, I wonder if Murray brought him in. To kind of scare the new guys, and he said that like no roster the spot is guaranteed. So you bring someone else that's been in the league for a while that had success, that that might be wanting to prove himself and and have that 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 last few years of of the great hockey he can play, and make these young guys step up. Like okay, this guy can take my spot. Let me play better. Let me do that. Let me instead of going a hundred you know hundred percent. In practice, I'll go 110% and prove my worth and prove that I really should be here. I don't know if that's the case, but I just I really can't see the PTO of him 
kind of helping this team or are fitting the mold of this team. No, I'm with you. That's a, a good point. Uh, coaches do do that. Sometimes they bring in a guy to try to motivate the other guys, and then maybe he doesn't sign the PTO, or maybe he goes down to the goal. So that is definitely something to watch and see what happens with him. Um, the rest of the team, uh, it's pretty much, it seems, ironed out. I mean, you, you look at defense, you've got Lindholm and Manson, uh, Fowler and Shattenkirk, uh, Drysdale, and then it's really after that, I mean, who's going to be your sixth and seventh guys? You have Larson, Gooley, Mahura's back. Um, Cody Curran might finally squeeze in there. Um, so, you know, on defense, you know, for the Ducks, it, it really comes down to, I, I guess, who's going to be the sixth and seventh guy, Eddie. It's not really as much of a mystery on the blue line for this team. And obviously Gibson and Nett. So, uh, I mean, they're going to have to step up. Like you said, you can't just rely on the forwards and hopefully get all the scoring. But... I like what the Ducks have on the blue line and Gibson and Nett. So I think that part of the game I'm not too stressed about. Um, I, I don't know who will make those last couple spots, though, on the blue line. We had some guys do really awesome, too. In this, I know it's the, the rookie tournament. It's the first game, but uh, uh, they're looking good there. You know, We had some other guys that might squeeze in in the forwards, too. We've been talking about the abundance there. Uh, you know, The Ducks won that first game 8-4. Uh, to four. They jumped out to a 3 nothing lead. Uh, Pastorjoff with a hat trick, uh, Perot with two goals, uh, McTavish coming up. He's looking solid. He had a, a bomb goal in the power play, which was great. Zegras obviously starting the game off, so which we know he's you know he should be in the lineup, obviously. But it's going to be interesting to see which guys can possibly squeeze in out of these rookies, either in the forwards or on defense. Eddie, um, that's where you really have to look at this lineup and see. Um, you know, it's still early. We've still got a couple weeks of, of, you know, the rookie tournament and the preseason and whatnot. But it's definitely a youth movement in Anaheim. We've talked about this last couple seasons. The team is officially embracing that. Thank God. Uh, there's no more mystery with that. And I'm excited. I want to see. Like, you know, looking at this, like we said, you, you want those two points every night. You know, you want to be a playoff contending team. I get it. I, I don't know if that, that that's really a realistic approach that this season but looking at the development of these younger players uh, on both sides of the ice, I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm excited. I mean, there's a lot of good young talent on this team. It's just a matter, I think, of them getting it together and, and putting it forth on the ice. And then, like we said, becoming a, a solid product year in and year out again like, the, like we were used to. So um, I don't know what your thoughts on the blue line are, Eddie. Uh, and any of the other younger guys coming up or, you know, anything with this rookie tournament, you know, they, they're looking good. Um, of course, it's just one game and it's prospects against prospects. But uh, the future's bright for the team. Yeah, I, I really I'm hope they give Drysdale more uh, responsibility, and more minutes and, and bump him up. It's going to be unfortunate because one of our, our, our players that we've had for many years, the Lindholm, the Manson, the Fowler, like they have to go down. But you have to give this kid... The minutes that he deserves like he played great last season like, i was surprised i thought he needed one year of conditioning he came into the nhl he just looked like a seasoned vet the way he moves the way he skates i i love it and i think that he should have more responsibility more like playing time get him on, on the power play just just let him eat the minutes so he can develop and be that that great player you never know what you have you can have the next like, scott niedermeyer kind of player it just the way he played his first season, he, he just was comfortable. I love to see it. He didn't have any jitters. Uh, you watched him skate. It was like, holy shit, this kid's not a rookie. He's he's awesome. 
so I, I I want to see him on, you know, maybe the top line, if not top four. But if if, if I was making decisions, I would put him on the top line. Just, hey, you know what? You want to build off Zegris for the offense, and, and he's going to be your next uh, stepping stone to, to rebuild this whole team. Well, we need someone that do that for the blue line. I think Drysdale is that player. And I, I want to see him more more minutes and more of a, a role with the Ducks and, and kind of like develop that leader in him. So that's what I want to see. The whole thing is like Larson, Gooley, and Mahura. I think Gooley has, like, I think he's probably the top favorite to hopefully break out. But those three players are going to be battling for spots. Like you have to outdo the other guy. You have to work. Like if these three guys want to make the team and want to make a, a spot each and every night, they have to start working. What like three months ago? Like you have to you have to really prove your worth. And who knows? Like maybe some of these players have been working harder than the other, or maybe they develop better and they're going to come up and they might be a, a sleeper and a shocker. That's going to be rare, but it'd be cool to see if, if one of those players of Larson Gooley and Mahura just come out next season and and find their way in the lineup and and move up in the depth chart. Yeah, and I, I'm with you too. Like you were talking about Drysdale and them giving him more time and, and space and, and letting him roll. I mean, for sure, I, I think he should play top four minutes. I mean, Shattenkirk kind of dropped off a little bit last year. Um, you know, if Shattenkirk's minutes go down and Drysdale's goes up, I, I don't think a lot of people are going to be upset with that. I, I think, yeah, give him more reign. And, and I didn't mention it earlier in the show, but they are giving Zegras more room to do stuff too and be more creative and, and go out there and do his thing. And I think that's part of what I want to watch this season is is if the reins are loosened a little bit on some of these younger guys and they're out there able to have fun and, and do their thing, I think it's going to be a fun and exciting season to watch. So uh, really curious to see uh, who squeezes in on there too, like you talked about, and also how much they give uh, Zegers and Drysdale on the ice, um, you know, with their playing time and and letting them um, be them, basically. So we did ask you guys what you thought about next season. We put out a poll question and we broke it down. Uh, on Twitter by uh, first and second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, or seventh and eighth. And a majority of you said that they would finish uh, seventh or eighth, 41% of you. 34% said fifth or sixth. That's what that's what I'm thinking, fifth or sixth, kind of like I thought about last year. 18% third or fourth, and then 7% said first or second. Any thoughts on that, Eddie? I, I'm thinking I think it'll be second this last. year. What, like, what do you think where the Ducks will finish? The reality second? of it, I can't see them finishing more than that. Uh, Kings improved. I, I know they're still a, a re- rebuilding team, but they actually got some solid additions to their team. Um, so they'll they'll improve. Uh, the Sharks, it's a big shit show over there uh, with the Evander Kane situation and, and, and all the off ice like stuff they have to go through. It, it's going to affect the chemistry of their team, and I can't see them um, beating the Ducks in the standings in the Pacific. Which I'm glad the Sharks are screw them. I don't care. I hope they're like negative last if, get, if that's possible. <laughs> Maybe in a different different multiverse. I grew up watching a lot of Marvel movies, but no, it's just, I, I hope <laughs> they. Uh, I just hope they tank it. And the whole situation over there, it's just it's it's a big gong show. So, but I I can't see the Ducks making the playoffs. Obviously, they won't make the playoffs. I can't see them being in the cusp of making the playoffs. I see them second to last Pacific. Maybe bottom. Uh, uh, 
I think it's fair to say bottom four, maybe bottom three team in the league, which is not bad. Like you get a big draft pick and a rebuilding team, so you have to have that expectation for that. Like I said before, all I want them to do is improve from last season. I want them to do something and show us like the improvement and show us like the whole development. That's what I really want, including the power play. Like do something with the power play. I, I told you before, bring one of the fans down on the ice and let them shoot on the power play because damn, it's been terrible. Yeah, we've talked about the special teams is definitely something the Ducks have to improve, and then the offense as well. So, I'm with you though. I you know I'm not I'm not worried about the results in terms of the standings at the end of the season. It's about the special teams. It's about the scoring. It's about the chemistry. It's about the development of the young players, and and them going out there and having fun and doing what they do best. So that's what we want to watch for this season. Um, we're getting towards the end here. We'll talk a little bit about, I guess, kind of league news, but stuff related to the Ducks still with some trades and signings and kind of things going on with former players. But, uh, you know, we've talked about Eichel a lot. Uh, if you didn't hear the latest is that he changed agents. So, of course, people are now wondering about that because his agent represents Zegras and Fowler and a couple other Ducks players. You know, uh, we we had a couple questions about uh, him on Instagram as well. So, you know, again, is he going to come to the Ducks and whatnot? Based upon everything that I've seen uh, in the last couple weeks and what's been communicated to me directly, I don't think Eichel comes to Anaheim. I, I, I really think, I, I mean, the Ducks were in the mix, yes. Um, could it still happen? Possibly. But with what I've seen and everything now recently, I I. I almost think it's a guaranteed no that he's not going to come to the team. Um, you talk about San Jose and the shit show over there with uh, Evander Kane and all that. Well, this Eichel situation is a shit show in Buffalo, completely mishandled. Obviously, he changed his agent for a reason. Um, that, you know, trying to figure out his medical stuff, which is actually the most important thing. Whether he plays on Buffalo, Anaheim, or any team, that that's secondary. I mean, they need to take care of the issues he has and, and figure out what treatment or surgery is the right answer, which they've obviously not come to a conclusion on and and it's frustrating for him because this stuff should have been done already and here we are on the cusp of the season um so that's another problem because even if you do go out and try and get him he's not going to be ready for the beginning of the season it looks like at this point so i don't think he comes to anaheim in terms of that uh, the other thing that came up that was interesting is uh, eric stevens had talked about manson uh, and a trade with Winnipeg last season. You know, we, we talked about him, Henrique, and Raquel, right? The big three last season. And it, it, it was funny because Eric Stevens talked about it being out there, that it was rejected and all the stuff. And then we find out that it didn't happen. Kind of interesting. I mean, uh, Eric's usually not wrong. Uh, you know what I mean? He very seldom makes mistakes. But I thought that was interesting. They said that it wasn't a trade in place with Winnipeg. Um, I, I thought more that maybe something was happening with Carolina because we talked about uh, that whole deal um, with with the Ducks uh, moving Hakampah and all that. So I think that was more of what was going on, and, and the Ducks didn't want to go to Carolina because they weren't getting the return that they wanted. You know, that's the, the other issue in these trades is the Ducks want a first round pick, they wanted other things. Uh, some felt they're asking too much for um, Raquel and Manson, and those didn't work out. So. Uh, I obviously still keep an eye out on Manson too this season. He's one to watch, but as far as Eichel goes, Eddie, I, I just don't. I don't. I, I don't know if he goes to any team at this point. Yeah, with Manson too. Like Manson, like, he brings uh, that old school mentality too. He's he's one of those in your face defensemen. 
it, it, it's one of those players where you know if you go to the boards with the puck and you see him coming, it, it's going to hurt. It, it's going to suck. And if I was another team trying to win a Stanley Cup, I want a player like that. I think he could fetch the first round. I, I think he's worth it. I think a player, you know, obviously his production last few seasons hasn't been up to par. And when you like really sit down to it on paper, he's not like a first round draft pick kind of player, but he, he brings more of the element that you need to win the playoffs and win the Stanley Cup to the game. He, he's a player that you really desperately need. Him and Delorier, those those role players, those character players, like you need them. Tampa Bay wouldn't have won without those bottom like players. Yeah, they have a lot of like talent. Kucherov and Vas uh, uh, Vasilevsky are just unreal, and they're they're legitimate superstars, top top players in the world. But they need those bottom role guys. They need those physicality guys. They need those shutdown defensemen to actually to help them to create the open space and give them that time to, to make the moves that they, they usually do or make the saves or, or the on defense, force them wide or, or make a, an offense or offensive player from the other team kind of think twice. Like, if I'm going against Manson and I'm on offense, I'm going to think twice. Like, this guy's going to freaking hit me and it's going to hurt. So I can't do, like, my normal stuff. I see a different defenseman that's less physical. I'd say, okay, I can do a little move. I, I, can, I can gamble a little bit. The puck between my legs. I can do a little spin. Player like Madsen, you do anything like that, he's going to crack the hell out of you and it's going to hurt like hell. You go to the boards, someone like Madsen, you're going to get your face in the boards. So it's like, I hope he doesn't get traded because he's one, he's, you know what, he is my my favorite defenseman from the Ducks. Like he's, I, I, li- I love his skill. I love his style of, of play. I, I, I like it. It's, it's awesome. But I, if, if I was another team, I'd be trying to get him, Delorier, uh, those two, if, if they're, I'll be surprised if they're Ducks come trade deadline. I said that before about Dan Heinen or, or Denton Heinen. Obviously, he didn't get traded. They tried to trade him. Uh, they weren't utilizing him. But I, I think those two players are, are are recipes for a Stanley Cup, and you need those kind of players to win a Stanley Cup. Oh, I agree. Uh, you know, and, and Manson's a fun guy. I, I was talking to him too. You know, you talk about how he hits people and and, and plays that harder style of hockey, like we talked about in Delore. And it was funny. We ended up asking him who he thought on the other side of the ice who was the most difficult player to play against, and he actually said Connor McDavid. He said that uh, going against him with his speed and skill, and um, that you'd need two guys on the ice almost any time going against them. So I thought that was pretty interesting. He, he gave high praise to him. He also talked about Sidney Crosby. I know a lot of people don't like Crosby, but he, he mentioned he's another one that's a skilled guy um, that's a pain in the butt, which, of course, you know I like the Penguins too. I know you can all boo me right now, but um, that's my other team. So I, I thought that was, uh, you know, pretty cool of him to give those guys high praise. I mean, obviously, we don't like the Oilers, right, Eddie? And, and we, we always bring up the comeback on Catella, which we just had the anniversary of, which we love to rub in their faces. But at least, he, like you said, he, his game is awesome. And uh, he has a respect for the uh, you know, other yeah, players. Yeah, I don't get the whole um, hate with Crosby. That, yeah, you know, I know he had, like, that he goes against. bitching and crying when he first came in. But he's a phenomenal player. He, he's uh, he's everything an athlete should a professional athlete should be. The skill-wise, on the ice, off the ice. It's like you never see any, like, negative thing with Crosby. It's always positive. He's... I think he's a, you know, he he's gonna be the new generation next Gretzky. Like he's gonna be one of those players that's be one of the greatest. And he was almost a duck. 
if, if the little ball like, went the other way, we, you know, the Penguins could have had Bobby Ryan and Ducks could have had Sidney Crosby, and I think a lot of fans would have been different uh, for that. But I, I think he's he's a pillar of the game, and I, I love it. And Connor McDavid, too, is his predecessor. He, he's over there. That dude is skilled. That kid can fly. Just the way he moves the puck, like, I watch him. I just, like, I can't even phantom how he skates, how he moves the puck, how he shoots, everything. He just, it's so surreal. Like, I play beer league. I play on Wednesdays as an intermediate league. It's it's the highest league I play in. And I watch the guys that play, and, like, they're, like, freaking skilled. Like, they're, like, the stuff they do. My buddy Frankie did the Michigan. They pissed him off by slashing him, and he goes and does the Michigan. Like, dude, I can't even do that with the puck. I, I can barely freaking shoot. Yeah, I can skate. Right? I skate decently. I skate well, but it's like the stuff they do with the puck. And players like Crosby, McDavid, McKinnon. McKinnon, too, is my – I love McKinnon because I watched him practice and how hard he like, – that, that kid is a workhorse, and he just – all he wants to do is get better and better. If he's the best, he's gonna want to get like he's gonna want to get better. Like, like McKinnon is probably like one of my he's probably my favorite athlete in the whole entire league. Just just watching him develop and and how he he trains and he just he wants to be the best. And when he's the best, he wants better. And when he's better, he wants better. And that's the kind of player that I love and I gravitate toward. I I like that a lot. So. No, I'm with you. Yeah, McKinnon's outstanding. And yeah, I mean, even though, uh, you know, McDavid's on Edmonton, we give him crap. I mean, dude, you got to respect this game. I mean, that guy is ridiculous. And, and same thing, yes, Crosby did some diving. And three cups, and too. He has like, what? Game, yeah, whatever, three cups. He's a phenomenal player, too. So, I, I you know, I, I yeah, I, that's another thing, too, right? I mean, it is what it is, right? So. Uh, I just like that. It was kind of cool to hear Mance talk about that and his respect for the game and the other players and, and whatnot. It just kind of gave me a, another perspective of him that I, I didn't, I hadn't seen before. So I thought that was really cool and very interesting. So, um, you know, some former Ducks were in the news too. We found out that uh, Bacchus signed a one-day deal with St. Louis and then retired. And then uh, Carter Rowney, um, you know, also he was dealing with injuries and whatnot. He came back and he's got a one-year deal with Detroit. Um, so that's kind of where they're at. Coming up on the season, we do know that the, the league's going to do the Olympics as of now. Uh, not really a big deal to me. I, you know, I I don't know. I, I don't really have much to say about, about it, Eddie, um, as far as that. Uh, if you want to chime in on there uh, as far as that. But they, they could change it, they're saying, too. It depends on what's going on because they're not going to get political. But, you know, there's all kinds of crazy stuff going on in the world. So um, there's some people that saying that we shouldn't do it because of all the stuff going on and I don't know. In general, take out the political crap. I'm not. I'm not really a big fan of the Olympics with hockey. I, I don't. I don't like it because I don't like how they have to alter the schedule, and then you also have players that won't want to go do it because they'll get injured and then screws up the season for the team. Uh, I just. I don't know. I'm just not. I used to really be a big fan of the Olympics, and I'm not as much anymore. At least in terms with the NHL. Yeah, same I here. I, I, I totally agree with you on that. The like, the I, I like the Olympics. Eddie. I like watching hockey. I, I don't think it should be NHL players. I, I want to go back to the, the, the amateur players, the players that that can prove themselves. I think it's too much to risk when you have NHL players and injury like. Like, what if the Ducks were, like, that contending team? And what if someone, like, Zegris gets injured and that's it, they're done? 
it, it's not worth it. Yeah, the, the gold medal and playing for your country is like the ultimate thing. And I get that. I serve my country and I have that pride and I love America. I, I love like what I did, but it just the athletes to the Olympics. It's I, I don't know. I, I'm I guess I'm torn on it. I wish it was all amateur players and not pro players, but. I guess some of the players want to go in the league. Agreed on that. I, I hope no one gets hurt. And I hope it just... It, I don't know. My question, Mike, to a random question. If you take out USA and Canada, which team are you rooting for? Uh, oh, okay. As far as in the Olympics with hockey, if you take out USA and Canada, I guess... Uh, I guess for me, it would probably be uh, Finland. I think I would go with. I, I think that would be my team. You know, just uh, uh, yeah. I probably pick Sweden because uh, Gabriel Lundqvist. I would go with Eddie. So I'd probably pick that team too. Should be fun. I mean, Canada's stack. I think Canada's gonna win. Like they have too many fucking great players. Sorry, I, I set the F word again. Second half of the show. My bad. I want to blame alcohol. I'm drinking Coors Light right now, so I really can't blame that. <laughs> uh, you, Damn. You're all good. Ah, uh, it's all good. It's all good. Oh, I know yeah, you're I having Coors Light. I'm having a Moscow Mule. We didn't even. I forgot to mention that at the beginning of the show. So but that was our our drinks. Yeah, our drinks for this one. But uh, yeah, you mentioned the F word. Well, this this last topic we have on the show is one that Eddie really hates, and I kind of hate. But uh, if you haven't heard, there's going to be ads on jerseys now. Um, as you know, they had the small ads on the helmets. Those are going to be back. Uh, and then in the next season after this, they're going to be doing them on the jerseys. We asked you guys what you thought. That was our other uh, fan poll question for the podcast. Almost 40% of you said, hell no. And then the rest, it was pretty even broken up. About 20% for the next three categories of don't care, uh, wanted a lower jersey cost, or no big deal. So kind of weird. You're kind of all over the place. You, you kind of have a strong... For almost 40% hell no, and then a kind of a split over there. Um, Eddie and I have a little bit of a different opinion on this. I know Eddie just like hates this outright. I, I, I get it. For me, I don't mind it. I don't mind a, a small logo um, on the helmet or maybe one on the jersey. Like, you know, they already have Adidas and Nike and, you know, all those kind of other kind of things. But where I do kind of, I guess, kind of meet the the road with Eddie is what I'm afraid of is, is you started with one on the helmet now there's one on the jersey, and like, are they going to be skating billboards like some of the European leagues? And that that that's what I'm afraid of. It's like, okay, we we opened up this can of worms right here, and, and I mean, are we going to keep opening it up and, and bringing out more and more and more? I mean, I, I don't know, you know, or, or yeah, I just uh, like I said, a, a couple here and there doesn't bother me, but but are they going to stop? Is there a limit? Is there a point to this? And and I I think. I don't know if there will be Eddie, and then I think it's going to be like you yeah, said. Yeah, I think be hockey was unique much, before because it was be different from all the other major like sports. It seems like hockey is kind of like conforming to all the other sports, and they're just kind of like following the leader and, and trying to do that. I think it's, I think it's just like disgusting. I'll use that word. Uh, ads on jerseys like the integrity of a hockey jersey has significance. It's important when fans wear it. I think it's like. It's like a rite of passage or something. You wear that that jersey with pride. I go to a bar wearing a jersey, and I see another hockey fan. We have that same that same mentality of like, oh, you're a hockey fan. You're wearing a jersey. It's a, it's a pride thing. It's just, and they're gonna put ads on them. It's just it's gonna like devalue the face of hockey and jeopardize the integrity of it. And I hate that. 
dead. Like I, I just hate it. Like, yeah, maybe I'm older. I'm 34, so I'm not young. But I, I'll never, I'll never conform to that. I'll never agree to that. I'll never wear an ad on a jersey. If I buy a jersey with an ad, I'll take it off, or I'll buy like a place that would they'll strip it off for me. They're not gonna lower jersey costs. They're gonna increase the price, inflation. Like we have to get real, especially if you live in California. All the bullshit that went on in California. Yeah, those jerseys are gonna cost you three hundred bucks uh, in the near future. But it's just, I think it's it's a blow to the sport. I think it's bad. I think Brad Wheeler said it too uh, from the Winnipeg Jets. He he mentioned that. It should jeopardize the integrity of a jersey. And I love what he said. I, I retweeted it when he said it last or two seasons ago. It just, it's not a good look for the sport. Hockey was always unique. And it seems like hockey is trying to, to be like the other other sports, basketball, football, baseball. But they're not. Hockey was always different. I fell in love with hockey because it was different. And, and, and now it's like one of the same with the other sports. And it's sad to say I, I'm slowly like, like losing attraction to the game of hockey because they seem like they're they want to just kind of conform to to football and baseball and 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 all those other sports and I don't like that at all. But the only time will tell. Um, yeah, you know, Mike is sad to say. Like, I'm not sure if, if I'll be that big of a fan in the next few seasons. The way the league is going, the league is like I think it's trending down. The way the game is played, uh, the way the new advertisements, the way they they pick and choose of of certain things they want to kind of embrace because they, they feel like it'd be, I guess, conscious and, and, and the world wants. And I, I don't want that in a team. I want something like I want something different. I guess, uh, I don't know, maybe in two or three years, just stop watching hockey and watch badminton or something like I, I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah i i feel you i know with the jersey thing it's kind of it's kind of annoying uh like you said you don't and that's one thing what we do like about hockey is it is unique compared to the other uh three major sports you know in the, in the u.s at least right um so it just you're just gonna have to see what happens. I mean, like I said, it's just gonna be the one on the helmet this year, not a big deal. But then next season, I'm really curious to see what the guidelines are gonna be. So just keep your eyes out for that. But I'm with Eddie too. If they raise the jersey price, then that's gonna be really annoying on top of it too. So um, we'll, you know, see what happens. Uh, like I said, in, in the following year, um, with what happens with that, uh, and just keep your eyes out on that. Have a couple little uh, quick fan questions. We'll wrap up the show. We had um, AMF Realtor on uh, Instagram asked if Hunter Drew would take Delo's role. Uh, I think the answer to that, we probably could have answered it earlier in the show when we talked about um, DeLorean and all the trade news. I think the answer to that is no. If Delo is still on the team, if Delo gets traded, then yeah, I could see that. I could see him. Yeah, you know what, Delo too? Like, he's probably one of those guys. He was at the bar and he was just like, like hitting on my girl or a girl's with, I probably would think twice about fighting him. That dude is a big, he could fight. Like, holy shit. The way he like swings, and you can just tell his emotions. Like, D'Lo, if you ever want to fight me, I'll just back down, dude. I'll buy you a drink, hit on my girl. Like, screw that. But I don't know. Um, I have to see a more Hunter Drew's uh, mentality. Maybe because the league is changing, so... The brawlers and the fighters aren't going to be uh, D'Lo's mentality in the next few years, and the fights are going to be different. Um, if you asked me this five years ago, I would say absolutely hell no, because the kids are different. 
like I, 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 I talk to people. I have a few friends that work in law enforcement. I have a few friends that, that, that play like semi-pro hockey. And I ask them, have you been in a fight? They say no. It's like, what the hell? Like, dude, you're like pretty much the same age as I am. I've been in a lot of fights, unfortunately. It's, I don't like the fighting, but it's, 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 it is what it is. Played hockey, I fought. Where I grew up, I fought. It's, it, it takes a lot of per, a person's character. It's like that flight or, or, or fight or flight mentality. Like you get hit in the face, you really know who you are. It's like you're going to run away or you're going to go back. So um, I hope this new generation, I, I really hope that we can produce some kind of like Delos mentality and, and keep that grinder rule alive. The enforcer rule is unfortunately is dead, I think. In hockey, you know, there's not really a really big enforcer. Like Tom Wilson is probably the enforcer, but he has a lot of skill. But people hate him for what he does, which is unfortunate. Like he's, he plays a game at a high mentality, and, and he really goes at it. Ryan Reeves is probably the last true enforcer in hockey. And I like I love Revo. Like I love his mentality and how he interprets the game. I, I think the game needs players like that. But in a few seasons, he's gone. And we have no one else. And I think the game is going to be changing. Personally, I think it's for the worse. I think we need those kind of players. But, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to be one of those, those people. Like, oh, my God, I have to, like, you know, hold on to the past. No, I'm going to embrace the future and and embrace the change of the game, even though how much I don't like it. But, you know, it's one of those things where we have to adapt or die. Right, Mike? Adapt or die. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, like you said, it is changing. You know, some of those like villain type players to certain people aren't going to be there as much. It's not It's not going to be because of the fighting. You know, you're going to root against those other players because they're scoring on your team. You know, that's kind of more what the league's trying to do, which I mean, I'm all for the scoring too, but still want to have that physical play. And they're like, we've talked about, I don't know, five billion times on the show, but um yeah, so we'll see what happens uh, with Hunter Drew. You know, I think a lot of it depends on what happens with D'Lo. So um, we did have some good news. We uh, Personal news, we had Comtois got engaged. So congratulations to him and his fiancée. We did have um, on Instagram, Jacob Love Stella asked, you know, is he going to be in the slump now? You know, you all hear about the slump, right? They get engaged and all that. I don't think so, though. I, I don't see that with Comtois. I think he's going to tear, tear it up this season, like I said, especially if he's with Zegris and Terry. So... Uh, I, you know, I just wish him the best. Oh, no, he's, he, he's, he's a workhorse. great on the ice. He, he loves the game. And con- like, really, congratulations to him, his, his beautiful fiance. Like, they just, it's awesome. Um, he does that pro beach hockey a lot. He, he does a lot of roller hockey. I love how engaged he is. He just like motivates people to do that. Like, that dude's a really, good, like, really, really good guy. We have friends of friends, uh, so we have that that kind of connection. But I just. It, like every time I see him, he just always admits of, of of a true professional hockey player. But he loves the game. Like he just like every time I see him, it seems like he's a a ten year old kid playing his first you know like 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 minor league or not minor league but like like lower league hockey and just the fun he has. Like he just he loves the game so much, and I think he's going to be a really uh, pillar to the NHL and and what like fans are going to want. And he's gonna motivate people to play, and he, he's he's just an awesome guy. The whole engagement slump, dude. It's not the engagement slump. It's when they get married. That's when it, the players usually fall on the duck. So we have some time. Um, 
I'm going to try to get invited to his bachelor party because I, I love bachelor parties. And anyone listening, if you have a bachelor party, just invite me because <laughs> <I, laughs> I'm pretty fun at bachelor parties. But yeah, hopefully I can uh, try to get invited to the bachelor party because that, that'd be cool. But yeah, I think uh, I, I think a player like him, he's not going to get that slump. I think he wants... He works hard. He wants to be that, that that great player. He goes in front of the net. He he does all those things that players usually don't want to do. He grinds it out, but he's a great player. He has a lot of skill. So he'll be fine. I agree. He'll be fine. Uh, the last question we had is uh, Cole Johnson 29 on Instagram asked, you know, will the Ducks switch to the Mighty Ducks logo? We talked about this before. Uh, the reason why I bring it up is the Ducks are going to be throwing out the uh, third orange jersey a lot this season. Uh, I think at like 10 or 12 games, they are going to have that. So that's going to be something else to look for in this upcoming season. But um, as far as it being the main one, I, I, I don't know. I don't really see the Ducks doing that, Eddie. I think they're just going to stick with the third. Um, I would like to see some kind of old school coloring with it as maybe a third jersey. But uh, I, I think they're just going to stick with you know the the old uh my ducks logo with the new colors on the third i think they're gonna ride that out for yeah a little same bit here doing uh, I, I, I wish they would change i would not, not want the, the old school ducks logo to be full-time i do love our home and away jerseys i think they're they're crisp they're they're awesome um i would like the old school mighty ducks jersey as a third jersey so you just like be excited every time they wear it but I, I can't see it either. I, the Ducksers suck on, on what they have right now. I'm disappointed a little bit about the reverse retro jerseys next season that teams aren't going to be like playing with them. The Ducks only had two games last season. They actually wore them. I think two or three games, and one of them was away. Um, I, I'm with you too, Cole. Like, I, I really wish that, that Ducks logo was back to old school maroon jersey. But I wouldn't want it full time. I want it a third jersey, I, I, like just like a retro jersey. Like I, I, I want to see them wear that. I wouldn't want to see it full time. I'm a fan of the jerseys they have right now. I love the D logo. I love the black and white jersey. I, I love the fact that they're really dark and black, like for the home jersey. I, I, I love that. Like a lot of people don't, but I do. So um, hopefully they could do something uh, maybe next season without any logos, and have an old school purple mighty ducks jersey and we can do that i said maroon earlier my bad sorry i had a, uh, I had three cores lights and it's so bad to say i might be buzzed off yeah, three cores uh, lights. i know it, i would just date i was on a date we went bowling last night you know <laughs> let me reverse i went to uh i went to universal horror nights on thursday and i had a captain morgan which the only thing to actually have a pint with plastic so my buddy like snuck it into the theme park so I got drunk last night, inebriated. Apparently, I called this girl that I was uh, supposed to have a first date with on Friday, all like inebriated, like out of my mind. We go on a date tomorrow or yesterday. It was fine. It was cool, but it's like, and now I'm like getting buzzed off Coors Light. That was my point. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I know I had a different point, but it's like I stopped. Pissing <laughs> them off, but talking about hockey, but yeah. And Cole, too, uh, <laughs> I appreciate your service, too. You're a firefighter, dude. You, you save lives. Like, I appreciate that. So thank you for that. Uh, 
Um, yeah, and uh, with that, we're going to wrap up the show. Uh, if you haven't checked it out, go on tpnhockey.com for the shirts that are on there. Join on patreon.com slash ducksandpucks. We'll have stuff on there as well. Uh, season's right around the corner. Uh, enjoy all the rookie stuff going on right now. And uh, when the season gets going, we'll hopefully you know get back on our you know once a week or once every other week show. So thanks for all the support, and let's go Ducks.